So not to um, not to get up on on a soapbox or anything because I just did it this morning. Up until then, there was one person, um, but um, we should have at least I would think four ratings and reviews on iTunes oh. at this point, right? So I, I, I only saw <laughs> one rating. There was, I only saw there was one. Ronan. I only saw Ronan. Yes. There, there should be a second now, and uh, and then. And that I'm suggesting that a third and a fourth would be. <laughs> Did your twins learn how to like uh, leave reviews? Is that everything? <laughs> Took her back to my place Feeling guilty, feeling scared Hidden cameras everywhere Stop! Hold on Stay in control Welcome to Atlas Bach, the weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. Download this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast content that makes you want to wear an aluminum foil cap. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is episode 58 entitled Fixing Baseball. Well, hello, Bacher Nation. Here we are. We are now a third of the way through the season, and I'm pretty darn excited about it, I think. Um, it, blah, blah. No, I'm not. I'm actually not uh. excited about it. So, <laughs> three. <laughs> Love it. I'm sure other people are, but I'm not. Well, hello, Bacher Nation. Welcome. We're so happy to have you here on our 58th episode. Um, we can't believe it either, so if you're shaking your head in disbelief uh we totally totally get it so there's proof somewhere yeah right exactly exactly swag how are you this morning i'm doing good doing good what's happening fellas it's happening we got some good games to talk about this week i think don't we joe what do you think i think i'm the losingerest loser ever (laughs) swag is taking me down eeyore's back everybody Joe has us all just where he wants us, right? This is exactly it. He is, if you notice, he's happier today uh, coming in, right? Because no one's going to talk his team up right now. But we will. Even in losing, we will still talk your team up, Joe. That's right. I can think of a few good things about it. Okay. Well, when we get to the standings update, maybe we might want to talk about some strengths. If I haven't killed myself first. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Seems to be straddling the fence. (laughs) And GK, our very own Freddie Mercury. How are you doing? Good morning, guys. Wait, wait. No, bad morning. That's what I meant to say. 
<laughs> getting killed. <laughs> well, here we are finishing up our sixth week of action. So I'm going to run through the scores real quick, and then we're going to talk about some standings and where what we have uh, happening in the league. So starting off with the games, Scotty's team, Omission Commission. I used crushing like 16 times last mm. week, so I'm going to have to try to find different smashing of the source. Smashing. <laughs> so Omission Commission. Thank you, GK. So Omission, Scotty's team, Omission Commission, smashing St. Locash Trash Pandas. That's Chris's team. So Omission Commission back on the winning side there. The Dreamers. So Dusty and maybe Eldon's team crushing no yeah, taking it to destroying pulverizing <laughs> okay so we have the dreamers dusty and eldon's team taking it to pulverizing destroying mr blonde's heroes but it's okay ladito got his first rbi and it was a beautiful <laughs> run batted in wasn't it GK? it was i watched every at bat <laughs> <laughs> we have mikey's team lethal injection well ahead of his dad's team, the street people. So Pop's team, the street people. Wait, let me, I should probably. We have Lethal Injection, Mikey's team, taking it to. No, wait. I thought they were, called, the bad, too, so. I thought they were called Bad Street. Well, there's, but. No, it was Worst Street. Worst uh, Street ever. He changes it around now. <laughs> no, bad, he okay, changed to Bad Street like five years ago. Yeah, Bad Street, but I, I'm, I'm looking at street people. Okay, sorry. So, hey, all right, so here we go. So Tim right on top team. of the news as usual. Professional broadcasting. <laughs> so, and, and what? Sunny so skies today. Did. Wait, no, it's raining. When you need the details. <laughs> so Lethal Injection, What now what did Lethal Injection do to Bad Street? They defeated them. <laughs> so Lethal Injection, Mikey's team, defeated his dad's team, Pops. Bad Street, that's too much information, isn't it? So, um, All I know is that trade didn't seem to help. All right, so yeah, Mikey won. So um, now we have uh, 47 Ronin, that's Tim's team, my team. Uh, a, a good word for this one? No? Um, winning. Oh, yeah, that's a fucking ass whooping. Taking him to the woodshed? Woodshed. I was going with Woodshed, too. That came to mind, actually, yeah. So 47 Ronan will take its second win. Here we go. The game of the week. In fact, we don't fully know what's happening in this game. This game was really close all week. Yesterday, there was some separation. So Jack's team, the Philadelphia Experiment, pulling ahead of Joe's team, Reardon Metal. Although this is still this game is still up in the air, of course, yeah. Joe will tell you it's absolutely not that it's, it's a over. complete loss. It, it, right. Paul Goldschmidt's going to come alive, and then Bryce Harper is going to get a single up the middle to take him over the top and win the game. Oh, I'll take it. Okay, that's I'll, not believable. I'll just I'll take the single from Bryce Harper right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the standings. Now we're a third of the way through the season. Yeah. Just to remind all the fans, we do have three distinct divisions. We have the Griffey division. We also call that the the champions division. The four playoff teams from the previous year are in the Griffey division. The Bonds division and the Maguire division are the two other divisions, or what we would call the B and C division. We used to call the Griffey division the A division. Until we named the divisions on this podcast. Oh, that's right. this, that was actually a big moment in our history. <laughs> So, <laughs> boy, that, that's enticing I, the listeners. <laughs> the naming of the divisions was yeah. a big moment in our podcast. At the, at, the t- at the time, it was a highlight, actually. <laughs> it really was. Oh, boy. 
and remains 58 shows later. Still a highlight. <laughs> come a long way. <laughs> and how we do this is uh, you have the, the winner of each division gets an automatic entrance into the playoffs, and then the fourth best team actually gets into the playoffs. So it's a little more difficult to get in the playoffs if you're in the Griffey division, and that is by design. So let's take a look at the Griffey division. Swag, what, do you, what are you seeing there with the Griffey division and how that's lining up? Dusty and Eldon are, are going to win again, so they're going to be 5-1, and one, which they were projected to, to do well. Reared in metal, if I do win, going to drop to 3-3, three and three, so they're going to be a couple games back. It's early still, again, the first you know third of the season. Um, but I don't think that's expected. I think everybody expected Joe to be a little better than 500. Um, the Pandas and Ronin, you know, not really expected to do a whole lot this year. Chris, again, just kind of hovering around mediocrity. And um, and then Tim, obviously, who, you know, essentially packed it in and, and focused on uh, on the following year. So the, the you know, Dreamers and Reardon. But I, I would like to add, I actually would only be one game behind Reardon Metal. So... So, so Tim yeah, Tank, just, uh... so Tim Tank, and if you know listeners from previous seasons remember how that's how right. angry Tim would get about he's trying about to people lose. tanking, you know. But that's it's okay right. now, I guess. That's right. Based on last year's conversations, Tim is obviously trying to lose. Um, that that is totally oh. not true. I actually <laughs> traded up to get the pitching staff that I got. I just happened to get. A horrible pitching staff for the first month of the season. And if Greg I had picked just up Robinson Chernos last year, but neither of them are going to get either of you into the championship. No, no, no. I picked up the Red Sox, so I actually traded a valuable prospect to get to pick fifth. And I actually I expected the Red Sox to do much better. This was not me picking up Chernos. And I agree. Um, I, yeah, Tim's Tim's team I thought had a chance. It was it could go either way this year. Again, a lot of youth built for the future, but he still had enough, uh, you know, studs to to I thought carry him if things went right. Um, they didn't early. He the Red Sox didn't do well. Trey Turner went down. Right. So. Right. I get it. At that point, yes, the baseball gods have forced him to focus on what he was going to focus on in the first place, which is the future. Yet another effort of him to discredit somebody who's speaking ill of him, just like last week. <laughs> Come on. You listened to this uh, episode. You really heard what the real play was there, right, last week? I, I had this sense of this strong sense of deja vu listening to last week's episode. Like, <laughs> as Jack, during Jack's. Uh, filibustering i was like where have i heard this where have i heard this the cadence the you know all the conspiracy theories being brought together in a single thing and then i realized it was so reminiscent of jim garrison the district attorney in new orleans who tried to uh, prosecute the jfk assassination it, <laughs> it, 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 it was just like watching the courtroom scenes in jfk Honestly, right, right, yeah, and and, and and much like in real life, and then the art that imitated it by Oliver Stone. What did they do to poor Jim Garrison? They immediately began a campaign to discredit him right. and to make him seem crazy. That's right, just like Tim did to Jack. Yeah, and you, you did that too, actually. But <laughs> but if you if, if you go, ahead, I right? that's beside the point. <laughs> The issue with no, facts I, I didn't here. try to discredit you. I tried just to hurt your feelings. That's all. Uh, okay. No, yeah. I think, in fact, he said you can be crazy and exactly. right at the same time. Right. So he was kind of saying, hey, it doesn't hurt. In Greg's eyes, being crazy, 
doesn't hurt your credibility. Yeah, true. Right. But I, I will say there were a couple of things that Jack said last week mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of caught my attention as I was listening to it. Of course, I was I was really surprised and, and, and maybe a little hurt that he came at me Aww. the way he did and tried Aww. to make these things up. But because you'd previously been in collusion together. If you if <laughs> if you really go back and listen, there was a couple of things that, that Swag said that really caught my attention. The first was he seemed to paint a picture of the league that when the Benignos were in charge, these benevolent philosopher kings, that everybody was happy. Oh, yeah. So when Swag and Chris were winning... It was our Camelot. Um, I wasn't happy. <laughs> and I think what actually triggered his psychotic break... Swag sits in a really unique position in this league, right? So he grew up with half the league, and then he's done a really good job of making connections throughout the rest of the league. Jack, in fact, has the ability to trade with anybody in the league. So what happened was when Dusty and Mikey traded, that was a direct threat to Swag and his hold on how to uh, trade. So what he had to do was he had to sow doubt in the minds of the folks that he grew up with Friends of mine as well that I've known for a couple of decades, but yet I still don't know them as well as uh, Swag. And to try to get friends that I brought into the league to doubt my motives as to why I brought them in. In fact, (laughs) disparaging you and saying that you were simply tools of my desires, which is totally not true. So I think it was the trade between Dusty and Mikey that triggered Swag and had him create this giant piece of fiction that had no basis in reality whatsoever. See, this is why I hate politics in general. They're all corrupt. They're all despicable. <laughs> it, it's, just, it's just levels of, yeah. of, of terribleness. And, and in this case, Jack was right about Tim, and Tim plays Mickey the Mope fairly well. And is like, no, no, let me explain. Although it was a tremendous theory on his part. Let me explain why it's not right. Yeah, I, um, no. I encouraged the trade, actually. I, 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 as I mentioned in prior podcasts, was talking, Mike, you know, about the trade and talking him through it. And so I encouraged it. I understood it. I, I thought Mike was giving up a little too much, as I did in my trade that same day. Um, but I, uh, I encouraged it. So no, you're, you're absolutely wrong. The benevolent philosopher King once again. No, I encouraged it. I absolutely wanted the dreamers and lethal injection to get better and threaten my opportunity to win the crown. Yeah. The dreamers getting better. Wasn't yeah. That part, honestly, I didn't really think that one through between, <laughs> between that deal and the deal that you and them just made, they've definitely gotten better. So, uh, that one I may regret a little bit, but you know, the more, the more I hear you two talk, the more tempted I am to launch my own independent investigation because it's sounding more and more like this is a choreographed dialogue between the two of you trying to misdirect all the team owners and to your the two of you in in Joe playing the perfect dupe, you know, the 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 original Troika's uh, evil plan. Right. I feel so, like I'm uh, the only voice of reason. Yeah. Is this Freddie saying he's going off to make a solo album? <laughs> Now everyone in the band is uh, plotting against him all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> shut up late with yogurt. Man, I'm seriously considering my own independent counsel investigation into the uh, league affairs. I, lo- I love the guy who went and sat in the wrong studio and was wondering <laughs> where the hell we were. Go ahead with your independent investigation. But listeners, listeners. And, and so, so Tim, as the producer of this show, 
sends a link to the four of us for each each broadcast. And, and so I was on the link that was sent prior to our scheduled start time where these three bozos were on a link that wasn't even emailed <laughs> until after the scheduled start time. I mean, I mean, listeners, that's not true. That's incorrect. Listeners, you've heard Tim do the news. Is it really so hard to believe <laughs> that he got mixed up for God's sake? Here, use, use this link. Oh, no, use this one. Come on. I will say the link I used was one that he sent last week after the other one was over. I was on it at quarter till, so hmm. obviously I used the prior so, link. So maybe, uh, listeners, the three of them wanted to misdirect Greg. Say, say. <laughs> The plan. They needed to coordinate their nefarious dialogue. And I thought, you know what? If, if we start without Greg, he's going to be suspicious. So, Tim, send him on a wild goose chase with a, with a dummy link. And you know what a professional Greg is. He's always on time or, or early. And, and while he's waiting patiently for us to tumble in, we can plan out this week's episode. So as to, to throw maximum shade at him uh, while we coordinate how to eventually take over the entire league, you sick fuck. <laughs> I, I really got the, uh, the oh. conspiracy juices flowing last week. Huh? <laughs> we're going to we're going to bring this back in. Uh, yeah. Boy, talk about undisciplined, huh? Oh, oh see, no. discrediting. He's trying to discredit people. Ding, 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 ding. Discrediting. I want I want my own sound effect every time Tim tries to discredit somebody from speaking the truth. You should that one the one you just used sounded good. No, great. no, I want yeah. something better than that. I'll come up with it. Yeah, don't you try to tell me what sound effect to use, Jack. <laughs> we actually were talking about standings, right? This oh, is yeah. this is yeah. why nobody listens to us. Okay, so ding 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 discrediting. <laughs> so we, so we, <laughs> I don't even get what is that? What is what is the sound doing? of tyranny? I think that's his noise. He wants to speak. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> at, at three and three, I think I'm out of the playoffs. I think I'm the loseringest loser of all. <laughs> well, I, I think you're definitely on the outside looking in for sure. Yes, like sure. um if the season was to end today, which right. it's not, believe it or not. <laughs> I think it's suspiciously like Mike's team that won it all. That was up and down. They would score 50. Yeah, there you go. Score 30. And you won. And they had some bad luck in that division. Uh, Now, unfortunately, I'm in the wrong division to be playing that game. This is true. So make a move, Joe. Make a move or two. It it might happen. Might not. I do have a good pitching staff now that doesn't help me anymore. (laughs) So, well, I don't want the Red Sox. Oh. Joe, what do you think you need if you were going to make a move? I don't know, dude. I mean, Goldschmidt hasn't hit. He's going to hit. He's going to hit. He will. But meanwhile, I'm stacking up losses and, and to teams I need to beat. You know, I mean, you got a strong roster, dude. There are choices I could have made this week and, and be ahead at this point in the game. Oh, They're, that's the yeah. worst. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the same thing has happened before in, in games that I lost. There's, there's could have been. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. I, I think that the, like I said, the randomness has more to do with your record than anything. I would be happy to take that bad luck at the beginning of the season yeah. and, and have good luck at the end. Usually it's the other way around. Right now, your breakdown, if you had played everybody every week, you'd be 31 and 14. Yeah. That's above average. There you go. That's well above average. I mean, to, just to give you an example, Mr. Blunt's heroes would be 12 and 33. Ding, 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 ding. Discrediting. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a fact. Uh, 
<laughs> that is pre Vladito, though. That's for sure. And the Philadelphia experiment would be 35 and 10. Correct. Two and three against Joe. Yep. Right, exactly. There's a long way to go. Joe's like Jim Mora, you know. Playoff? <laughs> Playoffs? <laughs> The Bonds Division. This is where we have Omission Commission, Funk and Punks, and Mr. Blonde's Heroes. So this is nobody's division but Scotty's at this point, right? I think we all thought that. I guarantee Scotty wins this division. Oh, there's the kiss of death. <laughs> <laughs> he is he's winning this week, right? Everyone else is losing, so he's gonna be four and two. They're both gonna be one and five. Am I correct? Yeah. And then who he plays uh he plays Joe's team, Ridden Metal, next week, right? Uh-huh. That should be a good game. Yeah, it's going to be a really good game. And then we have the McGuire division, which is the Philadelphia Experiment, Lethal Injection, and Bad Street. Bad Street doing a little better than anyone expected at this point with two wins. Not so Bad Street. Yeah, no, better street. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly improved street. Repaving project. Not the worst street. <laughs> <laughs> they were. He was actually beating Mikey uh, a few days into the week, too. I, I actually called Mikey and, and asked him, I said, what's the worst your dad's ever beat you by? And he hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming Joe's prognostication is correct, I will be six and zero. Oh, I could be five and one, which obviously I'm happy with. Mikey looks like he's going to be four and two. So again, just a couple games back, and then Bad Street at two and four. So aspiring to be fairly good street. <laughs> pretty pretty much uh, right i mean kind of exactly we knew there were going to be five teams fighting for it it looks like we're starting to get that separation um again joe you know being better than the the 500 that he shows is still that fifth team right now which puts him a game out of the the playoffs if it started today so uh, you know that's what i see is is exactly what we thought we'd see and and that doesn't happen very much here in the past two seasons so <laughs> Okay, well, it seems like it's a good time for the break, and why don't we go ahead and freshen up our coffee or whatever you're taking to get you through the day. We're going to come back, and we're going to interview one of the owners of the Dreamers, Dusty, will be on to share some of his success secrets and why he's done so well in the first third of the season. All right, well, welcome back, everybody. I'm super excited. We have Dusty. Dusty is the owner, one of the owners, a partial owner, co-owner of the Dreamers. The Dreamers have been in the league for five years. Right now, the Dreamers have been having a a hell of a start to the season. We're a third of the way through. I think consensus is, as you heard in our earlier segment, that the Dreamers really are one hell of a team. So, Dusty, we're so happy to have you on the call tonight. How you doing? Or today or this morning or whatever time we're doing this <laughs> so it's so good to have you on yeah it's gonna be fun i'm glad to be here it's always a uh, good coming on with you guys i think maybe i'd like to start off the conversation by just saying hey congratulations on a, a good start to the season i know nothing's been won yet but 
God damn, your team is strong. Over the last couple of weeks, you've just made it a lot stronger. Uh, any particular strategy? I mean, you weren't making a lot of trades um, the previous few years, and then this year you've really come out there and started to make trades, and ones that have really made a difference uh, in the composition of your team. There's a lot of teams right now that have sacrificed like the now to load up on all their young kids mm-hmm. so that in a year or two that they're ready to go and whatever. But that's where we've been since we came in the league, you know. When Eldon started it, he had Jock Peterson and Seeger and all these guys that were nobodies that were teenage kids. And so we've had to sit through that for a few years and we didn't feel like we needed to trade those guys because we were hoping that they would be somebody down the road. So we didn't want to give up our young guys that we thought could be really good for a piece or two that maybe would help us win one or two more league games right away because that wouldn't matter we still wouldn't be in the playoffs you've had a plan really from the very beginning then yeah um i think when i when i joined up with eldon after that year or two that he did it you know that was kind of where he was at with that roster we got a couple of lucky breaks i think we added like trevor story just as a random free agent pickup jd martinez was a random free agent pickup so i mean we got breaks Mm -hmm. there to kind of give us some of our studs for free more or less Mm -hmm. um but that's just been kind of the plan is we got to give it a couple of years to see if our guys can develop into studs and now it's worked out. Now we feel like we have a chance to make a run at, at winning it. So now it's, okay, what can we do to make our team better um, by trading off and that kind of thing? I'll give you guys even more props. Even as long as two or three years ago, I was impressed with your team. Part of the reason was that it was young. You guys have done, I think, exceedingly well choosing the right prospects and then deciding which prospects you're going to stick with. And guys like Story and Seeger, your success this year doesn't surprise me if anything it seems a little bit overdue because i've been impressed with your team for for more than a minute oh shucks thank you sure so am i correct in hearing so basically what you're saying is that that the first few years while the dreamers kind of floundered around that eldon was in charge and then (laughs) you came in around 16 which is where you guys started becoming like a playoff contending team and have been really successful since is that what you were saying or no I, did i misunderstand that you're the theo epstein of the of the two oh shit well i don't think eldon listens to the podcast so uh, he does not. yeah so that that's good no that that is not what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that sentiment is out there more than I would uh, like it to be. <laughs> Your team has gotten better, a little better each year, mm-hmm. it seems like. And um, and this year they've started out really, really well. So, But you resisted Scott's temptation. I think Scott had a similar strategy, but P.S. he so aptly described it as the mid-ball strategy. Right. When on, in the years that he felt like he had a shot, he didn't push all his chips into the middle, but he he made some moves. Yeah. I'm probably one of the more frequent texters with Eldon in the league where I said, you know, dude, I think you can win the division. And I think I was right. But he would say, he has said things like, yeah, I think we could too if we made this move or that move. But I don't think we're going to beat Tim this year or I don't think we're going to beat Joe this year. So we're going to hold steady. And so. I would be interested in hearing, you know, what types of discussions you and Eldon had along those lines and, and even how you guys make your decisions on trades. Does it either one of you has the power to make trades independent of the other or what what's the what's the communication like there? That 
pretty much is the conversation that we had, um, you know, when we started making these last couple moves is, are we all in this year? Mm -hmm. And especially like Seager being involved in those talks, I think that was the big hurdle that maybe I pushed a little bit harder on than he wanted me to. Because that's, you know, that's the Dodger boy. And, you know, we had both said that, you know, we should go for it. Like, we think we can do it. Yeah. Well, if you're going to go for it, you got to give something up. You know, there's got to be a piece that you move to get an impact. Well, it's it's obvious from the moves that you've made that, that that's the decision that you guys came to. So, right. I, again, you it's been, you know, textbook, honestly, um, the, the last couple of trades that you guys have uh, – have done and again we haven't seen you guys make a lot of moves i know we joked about it and such but we haven't seen you guys make a lot of moves as far especially big name you know players right you know you guys scare me as much as any team in the league for sure well they got the they've got the pitching they've got the the offense they've they're making the moves they're making the right moves i know i know you and eldon love each other your family that that uh, you know i get it it's blood i understand but is love too strong a word or is it you guys are very fond of each other uh, well, uh, yeah, maybe maybe it's more fond area over the last couple yeah. weeks. I, Greg's probably had more communication with him than I have over probably the last uh, eight or nine days. I don't, I don't know. He's he's kind of ghosted on me. Oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, zombie yes, team uh, two. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Dusty, as you guys look at the league right now, the power rankings. You're number one. Jack's number two. Uh, Jack's looking like, yeah, not, it's not a lock, but it looks like he's going to go uh, continue his unbeaten streak today. You're going to kill me today, obviously. When you think about the rest of the season, besides the obvious being Jack, what other team out there do you think is your primary competition besides Jack? And, and besides 47 Ronin. You mean you know, Ronin 23 and a half? Yeah. Besides the collusioner. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's team still like scares us a lot. He's the only one that would disagree with you, Dusty. <laughs> Joe is the only yeah. one who would it would disagree. Yeah. The rest of us would totally agree. His season's over. He's packing it in. Yeah, because he's because he's full of it. I mean, if you just right. look at the dudes on his team, <laughs> Carlos Correa hasn't been playing great yet. Machado really hasn't been playing all that great yet. Yeah. Uh, Mookie Betts is just now starting to swing it again. So it's like he has all these guys that are perennial all-star studs that just haven't hit their stride yet. And that scares me more than if they were just playing well the whole time and whatever, because that means his team's going to be better than it is right now. Yeah. Um, and there's so much firepower that you know they, they scare us. We're kind of hoping that he ends up losing this week again, because that gives us a two-game yeah. you know, separation from him. But we'll see how that goes. Totally. So my question is, after I kick your ass this week, is that going to change any of your philosophies for the season moving forward? Or are you still going to stand pat, even though I'll be two games ahead of you in the standings? I think we'll be all right. I mean, obviously, this upcoming week between us is, is huge. It is. But that'll still have us ahead in our division. I think we'll be all right. Let's get to the dance. Yeah, strategy will stay there. With only four teams getting in, it's kind of brutal, but... That also means that any of those four teams, if your guys are hot at the right time, it doesn't really matter. As long as you get in and they get hot, then you'll be fine. So as we wrap this up, right, and we think about uh, the fantasy games to start this this coming week, right? Any predictions? Are you going to predict a win, Dusty, for your team over Swag's team? Yeah, I'm all about the hubris. Um, <laughs> all right. So I think the wild card for us is going to be if Yelich is healthy and ready. 
Um, We were hoping he was going to play yesterday and get in a couple of games, um, be ready to go. Hopefully he starts today at least. But, uh, you know, know, he's our best player by far. And if we're going to beat a team that's undefeated, you probably need that guy in the lineup and healthy and ready to go. I was going to suggest that maybe you give him, you know, another week or so. Yeah, not not him. Yeah, just to be, yeah, solid. Yeah, Yeah, maybe that's a strategy. it, It should be a hell of a game. It really should. Yeah, it'll it'll be fun. I think our guys are swinging at the right time. Gary Sanchez all of a sudden decides he wants to be like a professional hitter. <laughs> oh my god! So he so he's hot right now, which helps. Um, Rizzo's hitting well. Rizzo's hot since we've gotten him. So um, yeah, we'll see. It should be good. It should be a hell of a game. Should be a hell of a rest of the season. I think I told Mikey uh, during our trade. You know, as long as we hit home runs, we're gonna be okay. Well, Dusty, thank you for taking some time out of your busy Sunday morning and uh, spending a little bit with us. I wish you the best of luck this season, and good luck next week. It's going to be a fun game. Yeah, it'll be exciting. It's a good week, and appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, good job. Great job with the team, Dusty. Appreciate it. We know, we know that you're the brains behind the operation. It's, well, it's me, it's me and Eldon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, that collaborate and make our decisions always. I <laughs> um, want to make that clear in case he does decide to listen tune in um and then maybe maybe uh he'll uh start talking to me again i don't know lennon and mccartney (laughs) you guys are not you know you're not uh is that a reference that one of us dies no no it's like they they shared equal credit on their records but there seems to be a a a palpable distance between you and eldon interesting you got to remember greg he's a little younger so he may not get the the reference the lennon mccartney reference yeah that's the monkeys right (laughs) (laughs) yeah thanks for being a part of this goofy thing that we do we really appreciate it yeah no dusty yeah have yourself a great rest of the day happy cinco de mayo woohoo uh have some tequila tequila shots all around great family day um sounds great at least it wasn't my family (laughs) when i was growing up anyway (laughs) you all have yourselves a great day and we'll talk to you later Later, bye dusty have a good one take care dusty bye 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 Welcome back, bots. And uh, one of the things that uh, you've probably been paying attention to if you're any type of baseball fan at all is that Major League Baseball stadium attendance is down. Um, And it's down over last year. And if you remember last year in 2018, we had all this bad weather and Major League Baseball was saying, oh, it's the bad weather. That's why people aren't showing up. Bullshit. They're down this year. And the number of postponements... um, I think this year have been there have been ten, whereas the same time last year there were twenty eight. So this isn't the weather, folks. I'm wondering if what we're seeing now is is kind of the beginning of the end. I mean, I don't want to run around yelling the sky is falling, but 
damn, if people aren't coming to your sporting events, that can't be good. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I just, maybe you all can assure me that this is just a, a blip and all is great for Major League Baseball. I don't know. We're getting older and the youth are not as excited about this game. They, they want it quicker. They want it faster. I think everybody knows that. Baseball knows it. They've been making efforts to, to shorten the game. They've been, they've had a few rule changes to make things move a little quicker. You know, we talked about, um, you know, the excitement that the players are showing, the Tim Andersons and the Archers. And, you know, in my opinion, anyway, being beneficial to bringing the youth into it. I, I do think the game needs to continue to, to adapt itself it's supply and demand i mean when it comes down to it right if if they're not going to watch then eventually it's going to die right i think you're hitting on a couple of things jack and i've noticed it too i've been watching i watch all the pirate games and you know the pirates have terrible attendance uh, unless they're good you know i was thinking the other day maybe they should introduce surge ticket pricing so in other words in the early parts of the seasons for all teams when the weather's bad it's hard to feel motivated to go on a Tuesday night, sit in 38 degree weather. You know, maybe they should lower the prices. That That's a thought. And then the other thing I was thinking about, too, with the rule changes that seem to be favoring the defensive side of it is, ha- have we evolved in, in all of these major sports to the point where significant change is just not ever going to happen? And when I say that, I think about like the DH and the American League. But even in like sports like football, there was a point in the history of football where you couldn't throw a forward pass. <laughs> and then somebody somebody said, the game isn't exciting enough or this isn't appealing enough. Um, and so we're going to need to make a radical rule, rule change that will appeal to our, a broader audience. You know, not the, the, the audience who loves to see strong offensive and defensive line play isn't enough to sustain us. And so to Jack's point, are we at that point or is the, are we approaching that point in the history of baseball where there's some radical change? And I don't even know what that looks like, to be honest, that we need to make some sort of you know radical improvement to make the game more exciting. How much of this is just having so many other options? You, you've, you've got a world-class entertainment theater in your home, a lot of people. Why, why go spend the money, park the car, get dressed, go to a game when you can watch the game at home. That's right. And when you have 162 games a year, that that cheapens the value of of a single game experience. You know, the NFL is 16 games. Every game matters to somebody. Yeah, again, valid point, but but that wasn't any different no. Five years ago, 10 years ago, you know, right? I mean... No, but I think those are things that are part of what youth are turning away from. Uh, yeah, I, I just think it's the lack of excitement. It, it Baseball is, let's be honest, it's it's primarily a boring game most of the time, right? I mean... I disagree with that. Because well, you're a baseball fan. We're all baseball fans. But if you watch an NBA Finals game and you watch a World Series baseball game, there's there's simply more going on more excitement, less standing around. Again, I, listen, I'm with you. I love the game and, and I want it to survive. And and that's why I want them to, to start making some of these changes and, and adapting it so that it can. Baseball will never have the constant action of a hockey game or basketball game. Football actually has not a lot of action and a lot of standing around as well. Correct. Uh, I, I think one thing baseball needs to do is to understand how to fill the space that naturally exists in a baseball game. Xander Keen said that he thought one of the ways to do it would be to allow Twitter in the actual dugout 
to have more live in-game interviews and to get the fans closer to the game and closer to the players of the game, which I thought was fascinating. Maybe the difference isn't so much in, you know, we're going to have 10 home runs a game because I think that kind of cheapens it as well. But what do we do with in filling the natural spaces that already exist in the game? Yeah, I don't know how um, malleable the pace of the game is either. You know, my, my thinking, right. though, is to Joe's point that it is it's a supply and demand. It's an economic question. And my caveat is mm-hmm. that I love baseball. I love 162 games a year. But Joe's right. People have ever more entertainment options. And like my uh, my family were all converging on Philadelphia for the weekend of Memorial Day. I was talk- yeah. And I was talking to my brother who lives there about, you know, I'm talking like nieces and nephews. You know, my daughter will be there. My brother was like, well, what should we do Sunday? And he, I, and he was like, I was thinking we could all go to a Phillies game. And I said, Gary, yeah. you would like that. I would like that. I said, but I got to tell you, I can't think of one other member of our extended family who wants to go watch a baseball game. Honestly, I, I, I just can't imagine yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Did you tell him about the handshakes, though? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, he said to me, Bryce Harper is just so attractive. You don't think that would uh, overcome their ennui? I said, no, I don't think so. That's no, but I, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, you know, again, I, I think it is an economic question. And I love baseball. I love 162 games a year. But to Joe's point earlier, you know, other t- other sports have fewer games that makes them more meaningful. Uh, it's funny you talked about it, it being an economic problem. And then looking at the the Major League Baseball, they're actually making more money than they've ever made before. But then you start to think about how they're making that money. Greg, you'd talked about earlier this season on Atlas Bacht about the motives of the Pittsburgh Pirates ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you think about a major league baseball team, they have television deals, right? So they get the um, na- a share of the national television deals. They get their local television deals. They have attendance and concessions, so the gate and concessions. They have licensing agreements as well. And then there's overall revenue sharing. The teams that are making more money actually help subsidize the teams that aren't. When you look at that, basically, if you still have two-thirds or more of your revenue coming in from television, from revenue sharing, from licensing, that in reality, the incentive isn't there. So now we have 15 teams in the major leagues that are in rebuilding mode that have said, we are not going to put a winning product on the field. What's crazy is I think this is a short-term play that is going to damage the game long term. Yeah, if you're a fan of one of those teams, why bother? You know, Greg can speak to this as a Pirates fan. Why, mm-hmm. why do you bother staying with that team? Uh, I'll always love the Pirates. I'm, I'm, they are more than their ownership group. They are an institution, and I will always follow them and love them. But I have personally vowed not to attend a Pirate game until I'm satisfied that they're more that they're at least equally concerned with winning as they are with being profitable. I will not go to see the Pirates play in Pittsburgh. I'm going to go see them in Miami, but I won't go to go see them in Pittsburgh in, in, in further help uh, enrich the, the nutting, the asshole. Do I want them to alter the game to where it, it, all the games are, are 12 to 10? No. I, you know, I enjoy a, a one nothing shutout just like the rest of us. But, but um, again, that the youth, you know, that's not their goal. They want to see offense and excitement and bat flips. And, you know, now, now everybody's shifting. And, and there's been talk about 
you know, outlawing the shift and, and forcing teams to play within a at least a general area by position where you know the shortstop the third baseman will be able to cross over second base on left handers i'm already starting to see players though that are bunting better uh, you know they're gonna work it, things are gonna adjust it's baseball it's a constantly right. transforming game and and what will happen is people will start learning how to or start bunting down the other line and mm-hmm. and getting on base and that's going to draw the crowds in uh you know putting on bunting ex uh, you know exhibition you know? <laughs> yeah, but bunting for a base hit leads to two run homers boom. yes two two nothing <laughs> boom three nothing uh, he's the babe ruth of bunting <laughs> Raphael belliard has come out of retirement <laughs> here's my three things that i think would make the game far more appealing, and it would be a level playing field for all players. Three things. Okay, listen up, Manfred. First, limit the half-inning length to 10 minutes. So three outs or 10 minutes or 12 minutes or 15 minutes, whatever works out to be a shorter game. Okay, that's number one. Hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, you're going to hate all three of these. Try to see it through the eyes of, of a younger person. Limiting the time more effectively, put it that way. The second thing I think would be fun and interesting is if a player gets ejected, then they don't get to replace them. And so, like, you might have to play with two outfielders. So, like, a power play in hockey or something. Or, or like, in soccer. And, yeah, they you, okay. you, you get a red card and give the umpires a little bit more, uh, give there's more reasons that a player can get ejected. And so you have two outfielders and, you know, or you're playing with three. And however the manager wants to divvy up his troops he can do that okay and then the final hate it I, tim you're gonna hate all of these no I, that one i don't actually and i i would even take it take it to a, another level to, to where you can really you want angel hernandez determining how the phillies do because he somehow decides he's gonna throw someone no no no, no, no actually no 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 i was gonna alter it that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say what what if it was performance based what if after you get out three times then you have three to leave strike the game, or you strike yeah. out Twice or you right, get, yeah, you yeah, get relegated yeah, yeah, out yeah. of the game. Yeah, yeah, seriously, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. You have to be able to perform at yeah. a certain level each game, or else that your your field. Now you have two outfielders. Now you have, yeah. you know, and then now now you can shift all you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, in, they do it in soccer all the time. Okay, let's not get stuck on my ideas. Okay, all right. again, go ahead. I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. The the way to. The way to grow the sport in America is to copy no, soccer. No. Okay, I got you. All right. <laughs> you can't argue with soccer's popularity with the youth and other places, for God's sake. Anyway, third and most important, and this one could be a standalone rule change that would effectively do what Jack suggested, but in an even way. Let them play with aluminum bat. Oh, that might be. I know. I know. I, I know. No, no. That's And I've thought about that. And then it might evolve to where the pitchers are wearing like hockey style or catchers, honestly, <laughs> catchers mask, you know, but aluminum bat. Can you imagine like home runs way out of the stadium by shortstops or, or you know what I mean? Like in late in, in the speed of the game, I think that would I I know I would be definitely interested in seeing a major league baseball player hit a hundred mile an hour fastball with an aluminum bat. I would be interested in seeing that, and that would definitely do things for the offense. 
I'd be interested yeah, in seeing was. Yasiel Puig try to break an aluminum <laughs> bat over his leg. <laughs> Jack, what do you think about that? You need to take some power away from the pitchers and, and create a game that has more offense and excitement, and that would do it. Was it one of you three that said that we should allow the other team to send a guy out to tackle an outfielder after the ball's hit? <laughs> Is that one of you? <laughs> so yeah, basically, like you have a guy at the edge of the dugout, and when the ball yeah. is hit, he can then sprint <laughs> towards the outfielder, and there he can go. actually tackle the outfielder. I like that. Here you have one guy on each line, right? Yeah. One on the left line, one on the right. So if you hit it yeah. to center field, it's going to be very difficult for him to yeah. get to. But yeah. if you hit it to right field, he should be able to take that guy out. By the, yeah, no, see, there you yeah. go. Now we're now we're thinking. Right. A little ridiculous, but now we're thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I so one of you three had actually brought that up years ago, so I'm just re reviving that idea. That was not that my sounds like original a idea. Jack thing. Robot designated hitters. Anyone that changes the name of a designated hitter, though, doesn't it? Right, <laughs> <laughs> designated. Get off from third base, right? <laughs> what if you embrace the concept of the shift essentially, but what if you played with one middle infielder instead of a second baseman and a shortstop, and they had to decide where to go left and right? So they would essentially shift. Well, that would actually make a lot of sense. So now you kind of have the shift still because you're assuming he's going to hit it to the left or the right. You're leaving the other spot open. Now you give a little more opportunity for, for offense. The Players Association would never accept that, though. No, because you're killing a, yeah. killing. 32 jobs. So then you take the additional middle infielder and you put him in the outfield. Hmm. Well, now you're softball. We were soccer a couple <laughs> minutes ago. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> no, I actually well, like yeah. the idea of having eight position players. Thank you, Joe. So I hear you and I, I'm, I'm with it and I, I appreciate all the creativity that's coming from you guys. My sense is figure out how to use the space that already exists in the game to entertain those folks. And it doesn't necessarily have to be on the field. Just go all out on what happens in between. You know what may sit and not save, but you know what may accomplish that that is already in the works is is betting. You know, if, if every state legalizes yeah. sports betting... And they right, made that right, available right. with an app or at the stadium. Yeah. I mean, the one yeah, thing baseball is right. primed for is more proposition betting. Because you could bet on, yeah. you know, Trout versus, you know, who, whoever for the day. Uh, I'm going to. There's probably, yeah, there's probably more people playing baseball on FanDuel and DraftKings than there are in the stadiums yeah, watching you, the game. You You're can't right. bet on, like, you know, uh, Antonio Brown. I mean, you can, but it's harder. Uh, but you could bet on like, right. hey, I'm going to, I'm going uh, to, you know, it's the half inning, like a horse race. I'm going to run up to the window and I'm going to bet mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, uh, Reese Hoskins gets a hit in this next half inning and see what happens. Right, yeah. right. Manfred, if you're listening, we are available and you can hire us as consultants <laughs> and we will get the youth into the stadiums, right? <laughs> One way or the other. One way or the other. We end up with seven guys on the field, aluminum bats, and uh, <laughs> tossing and a, free uh, food into the stands continuously. And, and a designated hitter, there. meaning you can run from first to third base to tackle the outfielder, right? <laughs> yes. Right, right. And, and a pitcher that looks like a, an indoor lacrosse goalie. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. We got you, Manfred. We got you. We're not cheap. We are definitely not cheap. All right, gentlemen. Well, listen, this has been. This has been a particularly fun episode for me. Um, love all of you. Hope you had uh, as much fun as I did tonight. Uh, Jack, you all stretched out and ready there? What was that? Are you doing some gym? Are we pretending, right pretending it's nighttime? 
I'm prepared. Uh, <laughs> Tim has now taken his dominance to a new level. He is changing day to night and expecting us all to accept it. Sleep well, my friends. Have a good night. Did I yeah, say good night? Good yeah, afternoon. Good, good day. morning. But that's okay. Wait, wait. No, it's good morning. Um, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I hope you all enjoy your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> What? You're being you're like a you're like a Jedi, Tim. You know you you, you yeah, tell yeah, people yeah, what yeah. to do in I'm honor of in honor of Peter for. Mayhew. This is May- the yeah. Peter yes. Mayhew Memorial that's Edition. Good. This this podcast is dedicated to the memory of Peter Mayhew. I, Star Wars was huge when I was a kid. I yeah. I, I wish I liked it as much today. No, I didn't. Either. I mean the, the the logic of it has seeped into my consciousness. It's like yeah. they're living in these huts on this desert planet, but they're driving spaceships. It's like, why can't you build a better house if you're if you own a fucking rocket ship? You know. Well, wait a minute. We have rocket ships right now, and there's people living in shitty. No, no. The owners of the rocket ship live in huts. You know, it's like, come on. Well, yeah, that's kind of like living in the hood and having those uh, rims, right? (laughs) (laughs) They're hood rats. That's all. The hood rats of uh, Tatooine. Okay. Well. Uh, anyway. Good morning. If you're listening to this in the afternoon, good afternoon. If you're listening to it in the evening, good night. If you're listening to it in prison, go. good night. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this is always, uh, it's been a blast. Favorable randomness, Joe. Take care, fellas. Sayonara, bitches. To be or not to be. To free or not to free To crawl or not to crawl Fuck all those perfect people To sleep or not to sleep To creep or not to creep Some can't remember what others recall. Fuck all those perfect people. Sleepy eyes waltzing through. No, I'm not talking about you. To stand or not to stand To plan or not to plan To stall or not to stall Fuck all those perfect people To drink or not to drink To think or not to think Some choose to dismember Your rise and your fall And fuck all those perfect people Sleepy eyes
think that's what we had happen this morning like you know jack's our brian may right and fucking greg is our freddie mercury right and then i don't know joe one of us is the drummer and one of us is the bass player whoever whatever interchangeable i guess i can't sing that high so (laughs) and just greg comes in fucking boom fire right am i kidding Yeah, he's doing another podcast at the confusion. <laughs> he, he, he records this. He's gonna for... go solo. Yeah, he's gonna have. He just has a fucking. He has a Twitch feed that he just cuts yeah. all three of us out. Yeah, it's just the Ghost King. Yeah, like they only hear his part of the right. episode. Yeah, yeah, that would be the ultimate ghost. Maybe it will. Yeah. Maybe it will go solo. So we are now officially on Spotify. Ooh. Um, and yeah. then we're just. Yeah, we're we're starting to get we're on Google Play now. Mm. We weren't on Google Play before. <laughs> you know, no one's listening still, yeah. but we're still out there. Yeah. We're still at this rate, we're gonna um we, we should at least like triple our bot listening, if nothing else, right? <laughs> right. Mm. right. The I bots. Mean, People have ever more options not to listen to us. Mm. That's right. You can, you can not listen to us on multiple platforms. Should I not choose them on Google Play or should I not download them on iTunes? I don't know. <laughs> I prefer skipping on Google Play. The format that I listen to it in, I can't review it. It doesn't have of, an option. Of course. Of course. Uh, what, but can you get to iTunes Tim, in general? No, no. You know how to get to I can't use iTunes. No, no. Tim, I Tim, Tim presses uh, the cast onto vinyl and mails them to Joe. <laughs> that would be awesome. It's, it's I, could, mixed. I could listen to it if you did that. <laughs> so, listeners, uh, obviously, one of the big reasons you're listening to is to listen to GK. And uh, we all love hearing him talk. We love the sound of his voice. Um, and we thought it'd be good if we could share with you a quote and you could guess whether that was GK, Croc, John Croc, or Jabba the Hutt. Here's the sound. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> 
Although that one could, I don't. I've heard John Cruck with when they bring the food up to the booth, and that really could hey, be any of the three. It really could. I have made some of those. Now, yeah. <laughs> Is this Greg during oh, sex? John Cruck so, eating chicken wings <laughs> or, or Jabba, Jabba discussing a bounty? Oh, no. oh. <laughs> now that's a fucking. Now we might be on to something. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. Discrediting.